Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast, filled with marketing and leadership tips on launching and growing your business with your host, Deanne Mora. At some point when selling your services, you'll be asked to deliver a formal or an informal presentation, whether in person or on Zoom. Perhaps you'll be invited to speak at a conference as an expert or more informally at your local networking group as an introduction. This naturally raises the question, should I use visual aids? To which the answer must be, it depends. It depends on your dynamism as a speaker, on the complexity of the topic, on the setting in which you'll deliver your talk, whether visual aids will save you words. In other words, can you show people something rather than describing it to them? Uh, If the impact of visual aids will be greater than the spoken word and on the importance of relationship building during the talk. Probably, and somewhat unfortunately, the most popular form of visual aid is the PowerPoint presentation. During my years in corporate America, I can't count the number of slides I endured, um, I mean, saw. (laughs) In fact, I feel most grateful to be able to speak to you today and to not have completely succumbed to death by PowerPoint. And I see this as a consultant, so it was a close call. We consultants really love our PowerPoints. I was once involved in a PowerPoint presentation in Argentina that lasted an entire day. And sadly, I was one of the presenters and I still feel bad about what we did to that poor client. So writing from the perspective of best practices, being on both sides of successful and unsuccessful presentations for more than three decades, here are some of the traps of using PowerPoint. First, thinking in PowerPoint. When you know you have to give a talk, if the first thing you do is open PowerPoint, then you're starting off all wrong. You'll end up with way too many slides and they'll probably look way too busy. Second, writing complete sentences on slides. A good slide should follow the three second rule of advertising. The audience needs to understand its meaning in three seconds. It's a visual aid and it's not the presentation itself. So if your audience is reading the slide, then they're not listening to you. Humans can't multitask as much as we like to think we can. And then third, poor design. Now, boring images, too many or inappropriate fonts, please don't use Comic Sans in a business presentation. Lack of visual alignment and too little white space are just some of the mistakes made by presenters. They're distracting to the audience and they really undermine your message. Fourth, talking to your slides. Now this is a little less of an issue when you're on Zoom, but is still one of my favorite blenders that I'm sure you've seen it too. So rather than using slides as a visual aid and rehearsing their talk, the presenter instead puts all of their information up on the slide and either reads it to you word for word or uses it as a form of cliff notes to remember what they were going to say. So what happens is they turn to look at the slides rather than the audience. And as soon as they look away, the audience follows their gaze and they look at the slides too, reading along and getting very frustrated if you're not speaking as quickly as they're reading. Fifth, putting entire lists on the same slide. If you intend to list five reasons for something, for example, and you put all five reasons on the slide without transitions, then by the time you're explaining number one, your audience has already read through to number five and they're bored. And then sixth, and again, this is less of an issue on Zoom, more when you're in person, but it's dark when you're presenting PowerPoint. Um, I was once involved in a PowerPoint presentation that stretched 
the entire morning and over lunch. And as we dimmed the lights in the afternoon so that everyone could see the presentation, one of the members of the audience actually fell asleep. I'm talking, you could hear him snoring, fell asleep. It was really embarrassing. So the trouble with using slides is that you need to at least dim the room a little bit, and then that reduces your ability to maintain eye contact with your audience. So people may be also likely when it gets a little darker to be sneaking a peek at their smartphones under the conference room table and otherwise not giving you their full attention. Have you ever seen a US president using PowerPoint during his inaugural presentation? When Tony Robbins gets up in front of an audience of thousands of people, he never takes his eyes off of them. Do you see him turning to look at a PowerPoint? Now, I'm not saying that you should never use PowerPoint. If your message is complex and requires a diagram, then by all means use slides. If you want to evoke an emotion, and you should, use an image because that can actually help you to portray the message that you're trying to get across. If you're speaking to a large room where eye contact with everyone is impossible and you'd like to use visual aids, then use slides, but do consider these best practices when constructing your slides. The first one is construct a storyboard outside of PowerPoint. And this is the secret to some of the greatest presenters. It allows you to really refine your flow before you ever invest energy in building a slide. So here's how you do it. Start with the main idea of your presentation and a stack of sticky notes. What's the one thing that you want your audience to remember if they recall nothing else? Take them, tell them that one thing right up front. And that's your first sticky note. Remember to use you related words in order to show the audience that you're speaking directly to them. And then break your main idea into sub ideas that will form the flow of your presentation. Write one sub idea per sticky note and then put them up on the wall in order. Now play around with the order until you're comfortable that it flows well. Eliminate any sub ideas that aren't critical to the main idea. And this would be a great time to engage a colleague to go through the flow with you and to really test out your message. Then using different colored sticky notes, write down what you'll use to reinforce each sub idea. Maybe you'll share a chart or a graph or an image, or maybe just you'll tell a story about that particular idea. Put those different colored sticky notes on the wall underneath each of the sub ideas that are part of your flow. And then remember your conclusion and reinforce your main idea again. So this will be your last sticky note. Now you have your outline for presentation and now you may open PowerPoint. But before you do, there's some other cool tools that you might wanna look into like Prezi and Powtoon and SlideRocket and Emaze that they're all worth considering. Whatever tool you select, create your individual slides according to your storyboard. Now consider using full bleed images as a way to evoke emotions. It's far more powerful for a slide to contain a single image and full bleed goes all the way out to the edges without any, any white space. So if you use a single image without words, this is much more powerful than using a smaller image with a header and a footer and a word box. You may even wish to use multiple full bleed images in order to support a sub idea. 
Some of the best TED Talks have no words on their slides at all. Some of them have no slides. And also remember that the human brain needs to see or hear something as a fresh and interesting idea in order to get attention for higher level processing. And that's why you're trying to use your imagery to evoke an emotion with your audience. So don't just use the same old images that everyone else does, be creative. Think of unique images that could really create an emotional moment for your audience. You may even have some original images that you'd like to share that would work for your presentation. And then carefully select your fonts. Don't just use the Times New Roman defaults. That's my personal pet peeve. I can't read anything if it's in Times New Roman, but um, you may like that font and that's okay, but consider others. We're, we're kind of bored with that already though. I mean, if you see the same presentation with the same old fonts, this is not very exciting. So Google free fonts and you'll find several websites where you can download fonts, install them into your presentation software and make your slides pop a little bit more. Choose a font that reflects the overall feeling of your presentation, whether it's fun, serious, modern, trendy, or traditional. Don't go crazy though, just use two fonts per presentation, one for the header and then one for the text. But do play around with different sizes of fonts. You can make a word larger in order to emphasize it in your presentation, for example, and design for the back of the room or the back of the Zoom. If whatever you're, you're designing, you need to make sure that you have white space, that it's clear, it's easy to read, it's easy to follow. Someone can grasp that slide in just three seconds. Um, oh, and just as a heads up, if you try to copy paste a quote or you copy paste other text into a slide, likely it'll end up being pasted as where, whatever the, the font style and size that you pasted it from, or it'll go back to the default. So you'll need to go in and clean that up a little bit. And then design with an artistic eye. There's a presentation expert by the name of Akash Kariya, who refers to several design rules that should be applied to your slides, including the rule of thirds. And the rule of thirds says that you take your slide and you divide it into three sections horizontally and three sections vertically. The points of intersection have been shown in studies is where the eye naturally gravitates toward. So if you put your most important points at those points of intersection or the most important images at those points of intersection, then the audience is most likely to zoom in on those areas first. Um, and then empty space. I know I've mentioned this earlier, but just like good advertising, our eyes need a rest to make sure that you have sufficient white space in your slides in order to make the presentation seem cleaner and easier to follow. Now there's one more use for PowerPoint that will allow you to put more information packed into one slide. And that's a one pager that you may use in a face-to-face -face or a one-to-one -one Zoom meeting. Now I used to do this a lot when I was um, in corporate America and I was meeting with a senior executive where the format of the meeting was more of a discussion and I needed to guide the discussion. So I'd prepare a one-page slide that had a powerful graphic image with all of the areas that we were going to discuss. And I would print that page. So in this case, nowadays, I would send it as PDF and I would use that to facilitate the meeting. So the executive could quickly give the page a scan and be comfortable that we were going to cover the topics that he or she had in mind and then be able to relax and focus on the conversation that we were having. Um, the executive would also have the one pager to reference later on 
um, in terms of being able to, to check back on the key messages in the conversation in the event that at some point he or she was a little bit distracted during the meeting. Now your final step in using visual aids is practice, practice, practice. Now, I like practicing out loud in front of a mirror. Even if you know your content, I find that saying it out loud is completely different. You'll need to be comfortable with the flow, practice your pacing, time yourself. Typically takes longer to uh, describe your message than you might think it does. And also work out your intonation to make it more interesting so that you're not speaking in a monotone. Practice in front of the dog, your friends, your significant other, whatever it takes. Or turn off the radio and practice while you're driving around in the car. Just don't look at your slides while you're driving. Continue to refine your message and how you present. So to sum up, when you're speaking to a room full of, product, of, of prospects, what is your one main idea that you want them to remember about you? Map out your flow with sticky notes before you even open PowerPoint. And the more you practice, the less you'll have to have words on the slide or be distracted by focusing on your slides um, so you can have more impact on your audience. So let me leave you with two memorable quotes. The first one is from Albert Einstein. If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And the second from Dorothy Sarnoff. Make sure you finish speaking before your audience has finished listening. Happy selling. Mm -hmm.